Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Aggieville Alley Cap Podcast. We're come rain, shine, or anything in between. We're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. I'm Ace Edwards, right alongside Connor Balthazor. And today, we're just going to be doing our pretty standard weekly recap of the non-rev sports. So we have volleyball, soccer, and golf on the agenda today. And then, of course, the wacky segment of the week. Without further ado, let's just dive straight into it with the first event on the schedule. And that is the volleyball match up against undefeated Texas. And uh, yeah, they stayed undefeated. It was an 0-3. I can't say we didn't expect it. It was 25 to 16, 25 to 17, and then 25 to 13. You know, to use a phrase that we use quite a lot on this show, that's a shame. It could have happened to anybody. In fact, it's happened to about everybody. So it, it, it has happened to everybody who has played Texas. So yeah, it it still it still hurts getting 0-3'd, but this is also, I think, like what, the number eight team in the country? Something like that? Probably higher. At least I'd hope so, being undefeated, but Yeah, yeah. you'd you'd hope, but hey. Yeah. Um pretty resounding L. Uh, Texas, I mean, you go down their line. I mean, they had someone with 19 attack attempts, 13 kills, not a single error. I mean, they were basically attacking at will when they got the ball where they wanted to get it. And to be fair, that's basically the Olympic team right there. There's not yeah. much that you're going to be able to do about it. You pretty much just have to get lucky and hope they do a lot of like self-inflicted mistakes, which, which they did they not. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, K-State, though, on their end, Sydney Bolding has 12 attack attempts, 6 kills, and just 1 error, so actually pretty good. Um, had a service ace and then 1 error. Uh, Aaliyah Carter played more than she has. Uh, usually, 23 attack attempts, 7 kills, 3 errors. Katie Fernholz, 18 attack attempts, 8 kills, 2 errors. Shaylee Myers didn't play as much. Um, as she has been, struggled a little. 17 attack attempts, 7 or 17 attack attempts, 5 kills, Four errors. Um, not a lot working uh for the volleyball squad. Lauren Hinkle with three service errors, and as a team, uh two service aces, just seven errors. Uh all around a rough performance, but not really unexpected. This is not something to melt down about, honestly, because it, it would have been a miracle to get out of this with a single set, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, so, I mean, there will be a return trip. We might stand a better chance uh, there. But f- at least for now, uh, it's... I, I mean, I'm not going to really raise alarm bells about this. We didn't learn anything about this team that we didn't already know from uh, them playing the starting lineup of the U.S. Olympic squad. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to be mad about us losing against a squad that would probably... Com- compete and win an Olympic trial. Yes. So uh shame could have happened to anybody. <laughs> that's about the most that you can draw from this, I'd say. Yeah. But that's the that's all the volleyball matches that have gone on. But they next play TCU this Saturday in Manhattan. So if you're not doing anything else, I know it's a stacked college football day, but you can always drop by Bramlage Coliseum and have a good old time watching the Volley Cats play TCU. Now we can move on to women's soccer. And 
we're going to have a little bit of bright news, which has seemed to come only in spurts this year. But the K-State women's soccer team has picked up their first conference W of the year, and that was up against the Baylor Bears down in Waco. This ended up being a 2-1 to victory, and the winning goal was scored literally last minute by Riley Baker. And it was a pretty exciting game to watch, especially with how it came down to the wire. And, you know, last second goals are always are always extraordinarily satisfying, especially when you're on the right end of them. Yep. It's the uh, first uh, win uh, on the road in conference play uh, this year for the uh, soccer team as well. Uh, with their 2-1 victory over Baylor. Um, They scored in the 30th minute on a Riley Baker goal. uh, And then, as we said before, in the 90th minute on a penalty kick, um, just, I think, 18 seconds were left. And uh, Baylor got their goal in the 53rd minute. The shots were about dead even, uh, 13 apiece for K-State and Baylor, and they uh, were also equal in both halves, six apiece in the first and seven apiece in the second. The difference was K-State had nine shots on goal to five for Baylor. So actually really successful in that department for K-State, unusually so. Hmm. Uh, corners, Baylor had an advantage there, uh, nine total to five for K-State, and fouls were even over the course of the match with 14 apiece. Um, but yeah, Getting a road win in Big 12 play is huge. Even if Baylor isn't really a great team, that hardly matters because just getting in the victory column over those lower tier teams, that's something that we haven't really done much, mm-hmm. period. So it's it's huge that we were able to get that done. Uh, and it puts us in a much better position to potentially make it to the uh, postseason Big 12 tournament um because we just have to stay out of uh last place i believe so as long as we do that then we stand a really good shot at uh or as long as we uh pretty much hold serve um at this point and baylor doesn't go on some crazy run or iowa state then we have a very good shot at going to the big 12 uh tournament postseason for the first time yeah which is the progress that we've been searching for Just not finishing last and going to the Big 12 tournament. Yeah. And things were looking pretty dicey there for a while. Uh, Just starting off winless uh, through four games in Big 12 play with a blowout against Texas. Uh, Was looking a little dire, but getting that first conference play win is huge. Yep. Unfortunately, the... Good news couldn't keep rolling because K-State fell to Texas Tech. I was actually at this game. They fell to the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who entered this game 6-3-5 with a 3-1-2 conference record. They ended up falling 1-0, and the lone goal was scored by Ashley Williams in the 78th minute. And this game was... It was one of the soccer games of all time. Yeah, I was able to watch some of this game, bits and pieces. We had a few opportunities that we really just weren't able to take advantage of. Like we were able to get the ball into the box a few times and just not really do anything with it. Like we were getting kind of close a few times here and there. 
on some solid offensive sets, but we were just not finishing. And that reflects in the uh, stats. K-State had 11 total shots, only one of them on goal, though. Uh, so not really challenging at all. Um, and then Texas Tech, they had 11 shots as well, but they put five on target. So they were just able to get at the goal a lot more than we were. Shots were roughly even across the halves. It, it all balanced out. So mm-hmm. six in the first half for K-State to four for Tech, and then seven for Tech in the second half compared to five for K-State. Uh, corners, Tech had an edge there, five to three. Fouls, K-State doubled up uh, 10 to five. Uh, six fouls in the first half for K-State compared to uh, one for Tech, and they were even four uh, in the second half. Um, but yeah, frustrating loss. You would, I mean, Texas Tech is a really good team. They're seven, three, and five, three, one, and two. Well, they're really good for our standards. Okay. Um, so, I mean, you'd like to be able to get one against them, but uh, that is a, a difficult opponent to do so against. You'd like to do maybe a little bit better uh, in getting shots on goal. Uh, we had some opportunities. We really, really did. Um, but they just were not finding the uh, uh, the goal, uh, not even just to get on target. So frustrating there, a bit of a regression from the week prior, but part of that is just the competition was more stiff. So I'm not going to get too upset um, just because at least we did get a victory in this last week, uh, which is big for this program. Um, But hopefully they can build on that momentum. They put out an all right showing against tech, but we'll, we'll see what happens from here. Yeah. I will say that something very entertaining happened and that was a, uh, there was a foul called on, on K state (laughs) And Coach Dabini said something to the effect of just because they want it to be a foul on the field doesn't mean that it is a foul in their favor. And then the Texas Tech head coach screamed across the benches to say, what if it is an actual foul? (laughs) It was either that or he said it was a foul. (laughs) I yeah, that's my main takeaway from this. (laughs) Allegedly, there's active banter between the uh, head coaches of either oh, side. There was. There was an active banter between the two. <laughs> it was very funny. Sources are reporting this. The source is me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, the next soccer game is up against, I put away the soccer schedule, is up against Oklahoma this Sunday in Boozer Family Park. So, if you are free this Sunday, go ahead and head down to Boozer Family Park to support the Soccer Cats. And now, something we've only covered but once before on the show, but it's it's gotten it's gotten its claim to relevancy now in K-State circles, and that is men's golf. If you would have told me that we'd be talking about the men's golf team, I would have believed you, but I'm not sure if I believed you, we would talk about it twice, especially in such a positive context. But your K-State golf cats are the Oregon State Invitational champions. They got first place out of 15 total teams. And all in all, we, we might just, we might actually just be a golf school now. Yeah. Shame to report it, but yeah, the, the KSA Wildcats are officially a golf school now, a men's golf school. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, sources are reporting. Sources us. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, um, unironically though, like this actually is an incredible start for the golf team. Uh, they, uh, I, I believe it's the first time ever, according to the uh, recap, that they've won three consecutive uh, tournament titles. Uh, three wins is the most ever for a fall season. And this is already the third most wins they've ever had in a single season because golf does stretch. Uh, they have a short fall slate and then they also, but the main part of the schedule is in the spring. So the, the next thing, which I, I won't get ahead of myself, um, case a statistically in this, uh, they actually end up with a really sizable victory here. Uh, at least it seems so. I'm not exactly sure, but <laughs> they, uh, I'm not sure like what the average victory margin is. I, I don't have advanced analytics on um, collegiate <laughs> golf. golf but <laughs> I'm sure someone does, but I do not. Um, somewhere. Case they, they, they walk away with a 14 stroke victory over the next best team, which was Washington state, which is pretty excellent. And then um, individually, um, our number one, uh, on our team, sheet actually ends up doing worst on the team. Uh, Nicholas Mason does best. He ends up tying for third, uh, with a 211, uh, stroke total. He, he ends up doing the best by far. Um, and then following him, uh, Will Hopkins and then Lauren Sheergan and Tim Tillman's tied, uh, after him and Cooper Schultz, uh, finishes tied for 17th. Uh, Nicholas Mason actually had a round under 70, uh, and this as well. Um, we did not win individual title. We were close, uh, with a, uh, tie for third. So we were two strokes out of first, but not really too concerned. The team title is the big one that, uh, really matters. Uh, so K-State, and the thing is that this also was again over, uh, some quality teams. Allegedly, Washington State was receiving votes in the poll uh, for uh, men's golf, which we've recently learned exists. Yeah, um, the more you know. Yeah, Washington State came in second. Utah was there. Oregon State was the host school. Gonzaga's there. Boise State's there. Allegedly, Tarleton State is actually very good. They got third. But um, yeah, resounding victory for the golf team. We have now said more about them than I ever thought that we would because they've historically really not been like a phenomenal program at all since I've been alive. So it's nice that we're doing something in a non-rev right now. Um, Hopefully they can compound the success to go further. I'm not sure how good the competition is in the rest of the Big 12. I do know that like Texas is good and Oklahoma State is really good at golf as well, allegedly. Um, But yeah, three straight victories to start the year. First out of 15, first out of 12, and then first out of 15 again. Uh, big things happening for the men's golf team, sources are saying. Sources are indeed saying it. So now we can talk about women's golf, just slightly touch on it. At the Dale McNamara Invitational, they ended up getting ninth out of 13th. That's really all I got to say. Yeah. But, 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 but I have big news because guess where the women's golf team gets to play later on this year? I know what the answer is, but I'll let you say it. It is the Bruzzy. (laughs) 
I will be making the pilgrimage <laughs> to Ardmore, to Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, to Ardmore, Oklahoma, where it's hosted by North Texas for some reason. <laughs> At the Bruzzy. Yeah, to witness the Bruzzy firsthand as their tune-up for Big 12 match play. So <laughs> I, I I will be watching that. Of course, the Bruzzy is on April Fool's Day as well. The, they, they have a sense of humor there. But I, I just think it's very funny that it's called the Bruzzy. Ace and I get a good laugh out of that on a now yearly basis because we keep going to the Bruzzy for some reason. Bro, think about it. Kobe Savage was committed to the school that plays at the Bruzzy. <laughs> Maybe he made the wrong decision. <laughs> the only note I have to add on women's golf uh, is that we actually did have somebody do really well individually. Haley Vargas tied for third in the entire uh, invitational and was two strokes out of first place. Uh, so she did really, really well. Uh, had one of the better rounds out of anybody there uh, with a, uh, a 69 uh, strokes in round two. Stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> But they, <laughs> after this, they actually go to Cabo at the end of October for Battle at the Beach, which that makes it sound very violent. I imagine it won't be, but it, it would be funny if it was, though. And as for the men, they go to Big 12 Match Play Championships, uh, which is actually coming up at the beginning of next week. So if they continue up this rate of play, we could see a very high placement or maybe even a Big 12 title. Uh, for the fall for the men's golf team. Yep. So that's pretty much all of the actual news. Now we can get into the wacky segment of the week. It's going to be a short one this week, you know, a little, a little bite-sized recap for the alley cats. But this week's wacky segment is if you could pick up any landform building or feature and then place it next to K-State's campus to have it in the background of the shots of stadiums, what would you pick? I have my answer if you need time to think about it. Uh, Yeah, you you answer because I, I just want to get a frame of reference for like what you're looking for. Okay, so what I'm choosing is I'm going to choose a building, and I'm going to choose the Sphinx. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the Sphinx. I think there are two of them. If I'm remembering correctly, there are two that still stand and look somewhat decent. I'm going to pick them up. I'm going to put them on the top of Bramlage Coliseum. And every single time you get an outdoor shot from like Bill Snyder Family Stadium, you can just, if you look over the speaker, you just see two of the Sphinx. Just chilling on the top of Bramlage. That, and we get a, oh no, that's the that's the pyramid. That's a man-made wonder. But we get something historical on campus. Plus it fits thematically, you know, where the wildcats, the, the sphinx is part cat, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, yeah, put the sphinx in Manhattan, cowards. Hasn't the West taken enough from Egypt already? No. <laughs> Surely the Egyptian government will have major issues with this. No, they won't. I, I don't I don't think that the K-State Athletic Department could win a war single-handedly against... We'll give them the, a soda. 
I, I think that's unlikely to work. This is not a Pepsi commercial. Ace. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to pull up with the Pepsi can, solve the world tension. <laughs> we are not sending the Kardashians to negotiate <laughs> on behalf of the K-State Athletic Department with the government of Egypt to return the Sphinx. No, Two we're not. Ret- well, the good news is we're not, negotiate- we're not negotiating to return it. We're negotiating. We're giving them a Pepsi and we get the Sphinx. Just the one? Just the one Pepsi, yeah. From it's a really good it, Pepsi. It's, it's a really good Pepsi. It's a is really it like good Pepsi. Bottled, canned, soft, like soft um, drink, uh, like out of the fountain. Like, uh, it's going to be like the McDonald's Sprite of Pepsi. Ooh, it's like a spicy Pepsi. It's like a spicy Pepsi. Either, a, a crispy one, you might say. <laughs> um. Well, you've definitely had one of the ideas of all time. And also, that is not at all what I thought that you were going for with this wacky segment. I was sitting here when you said if you could pick up any landform building or feature next to K-State's campus to have Yeah, I wrote it strangely. I was going to say, I thought you meant like a building on campus to like have like in the background of like shots of the stadium. So I was like, oh yeah, like Hale Library. And you just say the Sphinx. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, no, no. I wrote it. <laughs> I wrote it uh incorrectly. Okay. Um I I'd say this makes a lot more sense now, but it really doesn't. Um if what I, do you I mean? I'd say it makes perfect sense. <laughs> um shut up. No it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm going to take mount everest and place it in the east side parking lot just to upset the parking lot donors there'd be a few purposes for this the first one is that it would then become the tallest peak in kansas and people would come in to climb it all the time uh the next one is that it would be a natural defense barrier for nbaf against incoming nuclear missiles should we go to war Um, the last one is that it would end the Kansas's flat debate. Um, so we we could finally do that. Um, but yeah, and then also uh, all the um, wealthy alumni on the west side would uh, have a nice view to look at, um, while the people on the east side and the students would get to look at the west side enjoying the view, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I'm rolling with Mount Everest here. Sorry, Nepal. Um, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Um, oh, so you're I, not afraid of nef- offending the Nepal government? <laughs> no, I'm actually not afraid of offending Nepal because their I think their military capabilities are significantly limited compared to <laughs> Egypt, one of the strongest powers in the Middle East, which I suppose is relative. But <laughs> they, they, I, I'd rather not do it. And also, <laughs> we have a lot. We as a a Western culture, not just a, the U.S., but Europe as well. We we have a long and storied history of going to Egypt and taking things, <laughs> like taking their trinkets and stuff that are like in their pyramids. Like we recently opened up another like like mummy, and it's like why? At the end of the day, we always open these things up, and there's a dead body, and we're like, oh my goodness, wow, it's a dead body. And we just disturbed it for no reason, just to learn that the same thing is in it every single time. <laughs> dead body. <laughs> As we just never, we never watched the Mummy starring Brendan Fraser to <laughs> learn the side effects of such actions. 
I can't believe that you said the Sphinx, man. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, here's my question to you. Do you what? think Clyman would try to climb Mount Everest? I think that he would take the person on the team with the worst PFF grade every week and make them climb it as a punishment. <laughs> it's a punishment. If they don't come back, that's a shame. There's plenty of lock-ons to take their scholarship. Oh my god. <laughs> It'll be alright. And you know what? We could start like a mountain climbing major at K-State as well. You can take mountain climbing courses and stuff. Like like one credits like to what? fill out your senior year. Bro, I'm gonna like, be honest. It, yeah. If climbing Mount Everest is a one credit hour course, it is not worth it. That's just because you don't have the drive to do it. It's about drive. It's not about drive. If you really wanted, if you could do it for a credit, pay through like 300 bucks or whatever credit hour is now, I forget. I think it's 330 or something. Roughly. Any whomst. You could do it. You just, you just got to find it within yourself. I think you could do it. Bro, I don't you know want to... They could also do some like landscape architecture work with it too. I mean, you could tie in a lot of programs. Like, I bet we could put a nuclear reactor in it or something. Like, in it? Yeah. Harness the power of the mountain. <laughs> I say that as if there's not just rocks in there, but we could put a secret villain layer in there. Like, we can like put like the, the military science. Yeah. We can put like the military science building in there so they can do like ROTC experiments. So just like marching back and forth. But, I mean, if we got Mount Everest, it'd be more than the Sphinx because the Sphinx is cool. Like, sure, it's the Sphinx. Mount Everest, you could do a lot of stuff. We could relocate all of our um, sports facilities and put them inside of Mount Everest. So then they're all domes like we can have a domed football stadium, but we just put it in Mount Everest. So much more functional than the Sphinx. I I don't think that digging through Mount Everest to make a football stadium is structurally a good idea. Mount Everest is really big. I know, but it's like super ho- big. Ace. If you hollow out anything, it'll it probably messes with its structural integrity a little bit. Maybe a little, but I feel like there's plenty of room in Everest to like hollow it out a little bit. I mean, like, have you seen Lord of the Rings, Ace? Yeah. You know, the hobbits live in hills. Like, they yes. live in hobbit holes. Yeah. It's basically the exact same concept, except it's even better for us because it's just rocks and not dirt. If the hobbits can do it, why can't K State Athletics? Gene Taylor needs to think like a hobbit here. We need to get Mount Everest to Kansas State University to create a domed football stadium. What would we call it? Frustrated with if you're frustrated with me, you should not have opened this can of worms. But what are we, what are we I can do this all day long. What are we calling the stadium? Um, what are we calling the stadium? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe we can, in honor of the Nepalese, we can name it after like a famous Nepalese person. Like, hey, sorry we took your thing, but <laughs> we are going to. <laughs> thing sorry we took one of the natural wonders of the world from you yeah (laughs) um all right i've just looked up list of nepalese people that's what wikipedia calls it um who are some big people i can't really get anything from that most famous person in nepal um oh the buddha 
uh, Siddhartha Gautama. We'll just call it uh, the Buddha Dome. All right. It'd be like very respectful. You know, we could re- we could reserve a box for him too. So if you ever wanted to come see a game, just fly him out. Buddha, come on down. The cats are cooking and we would love to have you. There's always room for one more. Uh, now I'm curious. Curious about what? What could you possibly be curious about? What, what have I not explained thoroughly? What What do I need to say to make you understand my scheme more? And you know what? If you don't want to do Everest, we can get like Pikes Peak, play, no, no. play it safe. No, I... I w- it's on the same continent already. It's not that far. I, I, I was, I was wondering if the Buddha had ever attended a football game. Oh, and I, the, the first result I get is Buddha Baker. Well, yeah, Buddha Baker. He's an NFL football player. I'm talking about the Buddha. Buddha and then the not, third, like the actual Buddha, not the imposter that is Buddha Baker. The third result is a PDF. That says, if you meet the Buddha on the football field, tackle him. Interesting. I bet he's been to a lot of like soccer and cricket matches because I think cricket's pretty big in that area of the world. Probably so. Buddha, maybe the Buddha plays cricket. So maybe instead of putting the football stadium there, we should take all of our football players and make them into cricket players. And put our cricket stadium inside of Mount Everest. That might draw the Buddha. I, I I think so. I thought this was meant to be a consolation prize for them. Imagine if Deuce Vaughn was playing cricket. I think he'd do it well. I have no basis for that. But I think that he'd do a good job. We could even get players from other sports in. Like Marquise Noel. Our favorite. Our he favorite. Yeah. The greatest basketball player in history, Marquise yeah. Noel. Yeah. We just got to teach him cricket. I don't know how to play it, but somebody, sure, I'm sure somebody does in Manhattan, Kansas. One person knows how to play cricket in Manhattan. Certainly at least one. Yeah. We've spent, more time, with- we've spent more time talking about this. Yeah. I hope you're happy with yourself. Because <laughs> if, if you're going to, if you're going to put the Sphinx on Bramlage, I'm going to do whatever I want. And I'm going to put Mount Everest in the east side parking lot. Just, you know what? The one thing that I barely touched on all this is the parking controversy that's going to cause how um, people were so upset about the practice facility. Imagine how mad everyone's going to be when they find out of mountains where they used to park. No, 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 no. They'll be okay with that because we can build in a lazy river attached to it. That's, I guess I didn't consider that. That was foolish of me. I apologize. Also, but, I wasn't upset at you taking Mount Everest at all. I was upset that you you thought the political consequences of the Sphinx were like things to consider in this question. Oh, they were. And <laughs> I've decided that they don't apply to my situation. Okay. I Are made you it up. gatekeeping your own consequences? Yes. The Buddha can't be mad at me. I won't let him. Let him. I thought you were about to say he he literally can't. He's not allowed. Yeah. You need to learn a lot more about the Buddha. 
before you get on this podcast and try to teach me about the potential implications of putting Mount Everest in the east side parking lot. Please, you you need to, Ace, you should really stick to topics that you're knowledgeable about, I think. You say all this and there's a helicopter outside. Yeah, they're coming for you, Ace. (laughs) What you said about the Sphinx? Yeah, they heard. Gene Taylor's on that helicopter and he's coming to get you right now. He's going to say, how did you know? How did you find out about our plan? Last episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats, boys. It was was truly a pleasure. I'm titling this episode just Sphinx. Sphinx? Sphinx and Everest. Mountain in the east side parking lot. What political implications will occur? Many or none. there's, There's the description. This is what happens when nothing happens. Yeah. And KC Athletics for a week. Yeah. This is bi-week content. This is bi-week content, absolutely. Because we, we don't get interviews. We just... <laughs> yeah, we, we could absolutely just bring someone on the show. But instead, I think it's far more entertaining mm-hmm. for whoever makes it to the end of this episode to discover the... Uh, this is like a stocking stuffer episode. <laughs> like... Like, you know, like the little trinkets that get put in like stockings, like at Christmas, where it's like, oh, it's like a phone stand and you might use it one time. And that that's kind of what this wacky segment is, I think, in essence, where it's like, oh, cool. And an orange in my stocking, I will put it to good use by maybe eating it. But this is a stocking stuffer episode. It just exists. And. There's no further context to it. You think Evan made it to you think Evan's made it through this? Evan, if you've made it through, I want you to post hashtag true alley cat uh on the Twitter post. I'm not I'm not joking. If Ed if Evan does that and makes it through this, we're having him on the show at some point. It has it's it's destiny. Evan, if you prove that you've made it this far, first of all, kudos congratulations. Kudos on making it through my brain rot segment. But our brain rots. <laughs> that that is fair. Mine was resulting from yours. You you were the uh, the cause of uh, of mine. I I was here. I was going into this wacky segment thinking I'd say like Hale Library, and I ended up with Mount Everest. And so Evan, congratulations if you've made it this far. If not, then I guess you'll never know. But. If anyone's made it, just literally tweet at us with hashtag true alley cat and we'll yeah. drop you and, a follow. Instantly. And also make sure to list what uh, landform building or feature you would put uh, in the K-State Athletics Complex to have it in the background of stadium shots. Yeah, and if keep, you do that, keep in we'll mind, drop you a follow. Keep in mind, you cannot say the Sphinx or Mount Everest because that's the ones that Ace and I already chose. Mm-hmm. You can't steal them because we said them. So don't say them. Because we already did. <laughs> do not copy. Do not copy my work. Do not screenshot. <laughs> Please do not say Mount Everest. It's all I have. All right. Do you have any? You have anything else? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. No. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggieville Alley Cats podcast. If you want to contact the show, we are at Aggieville A Cats on Twitter. That's capital A, capital A, and capital C in cats. If you want to email us, we are AggievilleAlleyCats at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on a more personal note, I am at ACEdward00. 
I'm at Connor Balthazor, capital C, capital B. If you want to support the show financially, please be sure to check out the official Aggievo Alley Cats merch store, where you can find such designs as the staff-approved Doom Tang Clan, Play Sandstorm Cowards, and Neon Alley Cats. But most importantly, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Aggievo Alley Cats podcast, where come rain, shine, or Mount Everest's in between, we're here to deliver to you the Kansas State sporting news that you so love. Stay safe, Alpha Cats.